Welcome to Words and Pictures, the show about the narrative arts. I'm your host, S.W. Conser, and today we're looking at the independent film scene in Portland and a possible return to in-person events and movies on the big screen. We'll be talking a little bit later with filmmaker and archivist Greg Hamilton. But first, let's find out what's going on in the basement of the Portland Art Museum. A little over two years ago, the Northwest Film Center shut the doors of its Witzel Auditorium in the face of the COVID lockdown. Now the space is opening back up again, but with a different name and different priorities. John Richardson is the Associate Director of Creative Programs for Pam Cut, and he's here to tell us what all of that means. John Richardson, welcome to Words and Pictures. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. So, John, the Portland Art Museum has been hosting film events and classes and screenings for half a century now. I can remember the Guild Theater and the old Berg Swan Auditorium mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. its arc lamp projectors back in the days of the Film Studies Center. Uh, there's been a lot of changes in filmmaking and exhibition since those days. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's so much more that's going on uh, more broadly in the world of cinematic storytelling. Uh, you know, as a radio broadcaster, you certainly are aware of the the booming podcast scene and, you know, all that goes into that in terms of like, it's not just interviews, it's narrative storytelling and it's exciting and there's a lot that's even going on here in Portland. You know, you mentioned that we uh, rebranded as Pam Cut and uh, the Northwest Film Center and Northwest Film Studies Center before it certainly have a rich history of uh, nurturing artists and programming uh, films and film series from uh, not just people locally, but but filmmakers and creators all around the world. And that's something that we are definitely not going to stop doing. But having a name that reflects all that goes on in cinematic storytelling beyond just film opens us up to a lot of really exciting opportunities. And those are some of the things that we've been doing during COVID. You did mention how the Witzel Auditorium had to close its doors, you know, among the COVID pandemic. And those doors are, are back open again. They've been back open since February. And we've been programming more and more and more, but we also have programs that we did during COVID, such as our VR to go program. And so you checked out the VR expanded, which was the only US location for this program that was birthed in Venice at the Venice Biennale. And we've also partnered with the Phi Center in Montreal, who uh, launched this program called VR to go. And essentially what you do is you check out a VR headset from us with 10 curated pieces uh, to take home for a few days. And people seem to be really excited about it. And I haven't watched all of the pieces yet, but the ones I've seen are just really, really amazing. And there's uh, one on there called Kinoscope that I think would really appeal to a lot of our our film fanatics of, you know, the the history of cinema. It's a really beautiful piece and a really engaging way to tell stories uh, through the, the kind of the 360 animated view. It's really, really cool. So PAMCUT stands for Portland Art Museum's Center for an Untold Tomorrow. Correct. Uh, so 
what exactly does that mean? Well, you know, I wanted to start at the beginning here because it's Pam Cut, Portland Art Museum. And one of the things that we really wanted to do is really remove any separation between who we are and who the Portland Art Museum is. We are part of the museum. I actually uh, worked at the museum for about five years before uh, coming over to the, the Pam Cut side. I, I came over right before the rebrand, uh, just at the beginning of our last Cinema Unbound Awards in March. And the Portland Art Museum, and you're going to be seeing uh, anybody who goes to the museum or uh, goes and checks out the museum's website is going to see a lot of changes happening in terms of how Pam Cut, formerly the Film Center, is incorporated into kind of the DNA of the museum. And it's going to be a much bigger presence. So the untold tomorrow of it all is a, uh, a really exciting part because you know, right now we do have a lot of uh, XR elements, AR and VR, and we really are excited about what we're able to do with those in terms of, you know, cinematic experiences for cinema lovers or art lovers or anybody who's really just curious about tinkering with new technologies. And we could change the name to the Portland Art Museum Film and VR Center, but in 10 years from now, there might be something new on the horizon, a new technology that helps us tell stories. Uh, and maybe it's going to be somebody out of Portland that creates it. Well, <laughs> that remains to be seen. But we want to make sure that we're in a position where we are able to um, tinker with new technologies for storytelling and for uh, helping creators discover new ways to tell their stories. So the untold tomorrow of it all is you know, more of a, an attitude and more of a, uh, a mindset that it, than it is, you know, just about like a place for things to do. Our downtown Portland location, the, the building that we have over on uh, 10th and Salmon is going to look a lot different. It's going to better reflect who we are and our personality. And the door will be open in the coming months for exhibitions and for uh, activations in our space. Well, I'm wondering what the conversations were like at the art museum during the pandemic. Um, I'm sure there were many Portlanders who expressed concern to you about uh, whether the Witzel Auditorium would ever open up again. Well, I can only speak from my experience. And at the time that the pandemic began, I was the museum's media producer. I produced all the video content that was either in exhibitions or uh, online for social media, for whatever else. I also produced the museum's podcast, which also is the Pam Cut podcast called Art Unbound. And it was a really fascinating time in March of 2020 because when the doors had to close and at first it you know, it was the kind of situation where people were just like, oh, it'll just be two weeks. We have to stay inside and that kind of thing. But for me and the people I was working with at the museum, it was a time when we were trying to figure out, well, what if this isn't just two weeks? And as we know now, it hasn't just been two weeks. Uh, how do we create a museum experience for people who can't come to the museum? And one of the things that we did is we tried to highlight the outdoor sculptures through videos that we would create, you know, showing uh, virtual 
walkthroughs of certain exhibitions. But as far as the Witzel Auditorium goes, and uh, the, at the time the Northwest Film Center goes, that's when uh, they pivoted to doing a lot of virtual screenings. And uh, if anybody remembers, the Portland International Film Festival was going on right at the beginning of COVID. So there had to be a lot of shifts to virtual viewings and virtual screenings of the films. And uh, we were doing outdoor screenings of films, which is uh, you know still continuing to this day. We're, during the month of July, doing our outdoor movies series at the Bridge Lot at OMSI. Luckily, we're in this time where technology does allow us to do things like virtual screenings in a more accessible way or uh, communicate to people how we're able to do uh, drive-in cinema. This year's uh, outdoor cinema is not drive-in, it's, it's open-air seating, but being able to have an, an event for people to go to or something for people to do was always a an emphasis from the beginning of COVID. And you know, we're still in a pandemic, and so we're still trying to take all of our necessary precautions, but it's also a matter of, like, what are people ready to do? And same thing goes with our co-laboratory, which is our educational component. We've been doing a lot of virtual co-laboratory courses. We have one coming up, actually. Uh, it's about the art of poster design, and it's with an incredible poster designer, Akiko, whose work you've probably seen if you are a, a movie poster fan. And... Um, that's one of our virtual offerings. We actually uh, have a three-session virtual uh, class going on called the GUI 80s. So uh, it's really cool that we're able to do these things. And it's a few years prior to this, if the pandemic had hit, we might not have been able to do it with where we were at with technology. But now we're opening the doors back up for summer camps, which start in a couple of weeks. And we're having an adult summer camp, and we're really just kicking it into gear. And... Uh, seeing what works, seeing what people are interested in doing and what they're comfortable doing too. You mentioned the building at Southwest 10th and Salmon. The School of the Northwest Film Center is uh, its more traditional name uh, around the corner from the art museum. It's been offering classes and outreach for up and coming storytellers for a long time now. It's been a place for people who want to play with eight millimeter film as well as digital mm -hmm. video. And there have been partnerships with media crews at various organizations and events. Pickathon, the local music festival comes to mind. So what's going to change with that educational arm of PAMCUT? Sure. Well, uh, you know, I, I referred to co-laboratory before, and that's the, the educational arm. Uh, that's what we're calling the educational arm at this time. And the idea behind it is really the experimental nature of what we're able to do and being able to explore other ways to uh, nurture young creators uh, or creators of all ages, really. And some of the summer camps that we're doing right now Yes, there are stop motion summer camps, and we're still planning on doing classes for filmmaking and and uh, other more traditional film services. And we also have a DJing summer camp because that is an, a way to express and tell a story, you know, through the art of DJing. And there's also video game design because that's a huge avenue for for cinematic storytelling. And when it comes to the partner organizations, we're certainly going to be working a lot with uh, some of the same partner organizations we've worked with in the past. We are in a rebuilding phase. You know, the, the COVID pandemic certainly hasn't been 
easy for the organization. There, there had to be a lot of uh, organizational and staffing changes in order to keep the organization alive. You know, of course, during a time where things were just so, so difficult. Fortunately, uh, some of the the staff from the Northwest Film Center are still on, including our head of artist services, Ben Pop. Ben, as our head of artist services, is in a really exciting position because one of the things that we did launch during COVID was our sustainability labs, where uh, mid-career creators from all over, doesn't have to be Portland, from all over, can apply and it's not project-based, so it's more about where they are in their lives and their careers as media creators, uh, content creators, if you will, and um, nurturing them and kind of guiding them in their in their personal lives as well as their their careers to push them forward and and elevate who they are as creators, and that's been a really exciting program, and we. Um, Applications will still be open for our next round of sustainability labs. So if uh, you consider yourself to fit into that category, then head on over to our website. But um, Ben also has a few other things cooking, um, just really nurturing those talents. You're listening to Words and Pictures. I'm your host, S.W. Conser, and we're talking today with John Richardson, Associate Director of Creative Programs for PamCut the Portland Art Museum's Center for an Untold Tomorrow. Another thing that's been on hiatus during uh, the pandemic are the various local film festivals. And we're talking about Jewish Film Festival, Real Music Film Festival, um, the Northwest Filmmakers Festival, and the Portland International Film Festival, which I guess is not going to be happening again until 2023. Uh, what does the future look like for those festivals? Well, I can only really speak to what we have going on with the exception of the Portland Dance Film Festival, which to my knowledge is still uh, looking to actually show in the Witzel Auditorium in, in October. And we're so happy to be hosting them in our space. And as far as the Portland International Film Festival goes or the Northwest, well, I, a few years ago, we actually combined the Northwest Filmmakers Festival into Portland International Film Festival. And uh, all I can tell you right now is that we just had a, a team uh, retreat to actually talk about our, our future festival. So more on that, hopefully very soon, but uh, it is in the plans to, to bring a festival to our organization once again. I think what was really popular about the Northwest Filmmakers Festival when it was still separate from PIF mm -hmm. was the participatory nature with its unconference structure yeah. and interactive events like what's wrong with this picture. Mm -hmm. Sure. And there were also really fantastic summits that uh, that Ben and the team would put together for all of the local creators. And those are certainly things that we're going to be exploring as we rebuild. You know, we are right now um, a staff of six, not including a, a few of our, you know, on-call projectionists who we are very grateful to have on board. Uh, but right now we are all hands on deck uh, steering the ship collectively. We all have a, a hand on the steering wheel. And uh, as we move forward and we create some of our new programs and build our team, we are certainly 
looking towards our local creative community to uh, help nurture them and to uh, further their careers in any way that we can. We, you know, our artist services department led by the amazing Ben Pop, as we talked about, is, uh, you know, a very active part of what we do. Portland has a history of independent and underground filmmaking going back to at least the 1970s. So um, what are the plans? Um, Has Pam Cut been talking with filmmakers and other visual storytellers about uh, what they're looking for and um, what uh, what sort of what sort of outreach can be done? Absolutely. you know, to to give you specifics about things that haven't had pen to paper yet <laughs> are probably ill-advised, and uh, I don't want to get a, a slap on the wrist, if you will, but I can tell you that there are some uh, local creators that are working on projects that we definitely want to help support however we can, and our website uh, for Artist Services is about to become a lot more robust. There are a few key elements that are going to be added that will really show um, exactly what is being done for some of our local filmmakers and creators. Another thing that sets Portland aside is how popular big screen exhibition spaces are. The fact that uh, so many of our cinemas have survived the pandemic. You don't necessarily notice that until you look at other cities, places like Berkeley, where there's one remaining cinema in the downtown, that speaks to how these spaces are appreciated as community resources, I think. You know, I'm about to uh, follow up on that more on a personal level rather than on a wearing my Pam Cut hat level, Uh, but also just as a fan of movie theaters and cinematic experiences. And we are so lucky in Portland to have so many options of theaters to go to. And in a lot of cases, a lot of them are doing things very differently from one another. Some of them will be showing, of course, the like first run movies and the big Hollywood blockbusters. Some of them are showing some of those more independent, lesser known films. Some of them are showing throwback films from who knows when. And to be in a position right now where I am part of an organization that uh, really wants to showcase works from artists, these visual artists, these auditory artists who are creating such fascinating, brilliant work that isn't being shown in some of those other theaters is what's That's so exciting to me that I have the ability to work with this incredible team to bring those to Portland alongside some of those other movies. You know, we we have our outdoor series and we've got Ghostbusters and Purple Rain and Back to the Future and and Earth Girls Are Easy and Debs and partnering with team organizations like the Portland Ghostbusters and uh, we're having ballroom dancing instruction before Strictly Ballroom. And being able to bring that now uh, into a theater is really the dream. And to have like an experiential element, because I mean, you tell me over the course of the pandemic, especially in the first year, year and a half, how badly were you looking for just like an experience? I know that I was at home just thinking like, 
what is going on right now? Oh yeah, I haven't experienced anything in a while. It's all been the same. And so to create a new type of experience for somebody who maybe they just want to go see a movie, that's one thing, then that's the experience. But in certain cases, it's just like, all right, well, I could just sit in a seat and look at a screen, but what else is there for me? And that's what I'm really excited to be able to, to do and to do alongside of these amazing theaters that we have in Portland. I love it. You're right. There are so many cities and, and you know towns that have really suffered as a result of the pandemic. And um, I'm hoping that a lot of them either reopen or new places open uh, that maybe are taking extra liberties with their creativity and uh, expanding what people can see, make, and experience. Well, the pandemic definitely shifted a lot, especially in the artistic community. The pandemic caused a lot of reevaluation. And I'm wondering, is the museum being patient with this big transition? Uh, the website, the PamCut website, looks like it's still a work in progress. And events have sometimes been changed or canceled fairly suddenly. Sure. Yeah, it's it's all a living organism. And we're really trying hard to recognize what's going to be the best uh, experience for an artist or the audience. And uh, yes, the website was created, um, you know, pretty quickly because we really just wanted to pare down to the the core essential functions of who we are and what we do. And there's going to be a lot of changes still. And we are really putting an eye towards programming in an effort to uh, show our audience that the, you know, the artist is as much of an element of the experience as uh, they are. And I want to call out one uh, film that we have that's coming up on August, I believe, 5th, and that is uh, a film called Sam Now. It's local filmmakers. Uh, Reed Harkness is the, the director, and it's a very personal documentary, and and Reed is going to be there, and there's going to be a lot of people that are were part of this uh, documentary who are going to be there. And yes, the uh, like I said, it's all a, a living, breathing organism, essentially. And um, we are being patient, and we hope that our audience is you know, right alongside there with us. And, and we couldn't do it without our uh, supporters. And we want to make sure that they're being listened to. So I, I fielded several phone calls today, people who reached out to us and called in about questions about different screenings that we have, or if their old Northwest Film Center passes are still valid. And certain questions about our offerings and I call them back as quickly as I can. And I want to make sure that, you know, the people who are out there supporting us are being not just heard, but their questions and their concerns are being addressed. And um, I just want to make sure that we're doing what's best for our community and for our artists. Well, for our listeners who might be interested in finding out more about Pam Cut, where would they look? pamcut.org, P-A-M-C-U-T. Uh, also, if you go to the museum's website, there's a Pam Cut button at the top of the page, and there's information about us all over the Portland Art Museum website. 
yeah, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk about one of the things that I love to talk about, which is my job. <laughs> well, hey, John, thanks for joining us. Thank you. John Richardson is Associate Director of Creative Programs for Pam Cut, the Portland Art Museum's Center for an Untold Tomorrow. And now let's hear from filmmaker and archivist Greg Hamilton. He's got some summer programming coming up. Greg, good to have you back on Words and Pictures. Thank you very much, Conch. Yeah, no, uh, it's um, it's it's going to be interesting. I've got a couple of uh, psychotronic after-school specials that I'm going to be putting out there to the universe. Uh, one coming in uh, just a, a little while here on July 5th out at the Clinton Street Theater, and then a brand new one that's going to be opening at the Hollywood on August 1st. Okay, give us a little bit of background here. Uh, psychotronic and after-school special, not necessarily terms that most people would say go together. So tell us some more. Well, the shows are uh, 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 kind of cobbled together out of uh, all sorts of interesting pieces of media that a lot of people haven't seen. There's, uh, there's shorts, there's animations, there's commercials, there's movie trailers, and they're all usually built around a specific theme. But it, it's a very organic process, and it's, it's, a, it's meant to illuminate, amuse, and perhaps confuse a little bit as well. But uh, everything that's in there, like, for instance, like the one that I'm showing over at the Clinton Street Theater is uh, is of kind of a back to school or schools out type of theme. But, you know, it includes a very strange stop motion animation about a moose that goes to school. That one was probably the last one that truly blew my mind because the the artistry of the stop motion is so awesome, but at the same time, very psychedelic, very weird. and kind of inherently creepy. So you get those three things together right there and, and it's a win for me. So that's kind of the goal of the Psychotronic After School Special. Yeah, it sounds like on one level, you're out here to entertain and to provide some nostalgia maybe for some uh, people of a certain age. But on the other hand, you've got a mission as a historian and a preservationist. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, um, the materials that I select resonate with me, but they also are things that, you know, I, I usually haven't seen, you know, either. And so it's, you know, the, the great thing about putting these shows on is that you wow people because they just like, where is that? What is that thing that you just showed me? Yeah, there's nostalgia that's involved, certainly with like the commercials and the ads and things like that. But um, it's uh, about discovery, about finding new things and uh, uh, sometimes discovering the irony <laughs> that uh, is lent to media over time uh, as far as like, okay, well, this is what they were talking about back in the 70s and it doesn't really play the same now, but there's just a lot of different things to discover within the material. And so that's what makes it fun for me. So do you have a community out there of film historians and preservationists and are, uh, are all of your closets overflowing with reels? Because of course, this isn't stuff you can keep on a hard drive. You have hard copies of, of this celluloid material. Yeah, no, storage is probably the biggest issue uh, that archivists deal with. And I have a basement full of film, but uh, I've become more selective as time has gone by. And yes, I have a community of folks that, uh, that, that trades in this material. And so I'm always finding new things. I mean, it's kind of like Christmas. You, you, uh, you find stuff, you know, you give stuff away, uh, you know, <laughs> things move on. But uh, it's been great. I've been doing it for 
coming up on 20 years now. And um, I never get bored. There's all those new discoveries. You know, what's interesting real quick is that um, I got a, uh, an email from, uh, from one of my fans, one of the folks that comes to the shows, and they have gone ahead and they are putting on their own show. So I, I didn't expect certain things to be an inspiration to other people, but I'm glad that other folks are getting into, you know, collecting 16 millimeter and finding ways to show it to other people. All right. We've been talking with filmmaker and archivist, Greg Hamilton. Greg, thanks for joining us. And tell us one more time how people can find out about your upcoming screenings. Well, if you look to the Clinton Street Theater, the next Psychotronic After School special will be on July 5th at 7 o'clock. And then I'll be debuting a brand new Psychotronic show over at the Hollywood Theater on August the 1st at 7.30. So I look forward to seeing you all there. You've been listening to Words and Pictures. I'm your host, S.W. Conser. And we've been talking today about the independent film scene in Portland and a return to in-person events and movies on the big screen. Our guests have been John Richardson at the Portland Art Museum and Greg Hamilton at the Clinton Street Theater. Thanks to all our listeners on the radio dial and on the web. You can find an archived version of the show later today at kboo.fm slash words and pictures. And be sure to follow us on social media at words and picture.